one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Anamnesis. Noun. The recollection or remembrance of the past. Reminiscence. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. As a continued note, this episode is still a part of the session we were lucky enough to be able to record in person. So again, same great content and quality, but it may sound slightly different. Having made it through the beyond, the next step in the journey to the Steadfast is to travel through Sirden's Pass. The group knows that this path could be dangerous, but there's even more excitement than they expected. Ambushes are quashed, emotions are manipulated, and creatures are dispatched. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory continue on their treacherous journey. To the north of you, just before you get to Sirden's Pass, there is an area called the Slant Milu. This area is plagued by a forceful wind that either bowls over or severely bends anything in its path. You're far enough away from it that all you're getting is a breeze. A heavy breeze, but a breeze nonetheless. You're not in the area where it is dangerous to try and pass it for fear of never actually reaching your destination. I have a question just because I don't know if we've ever... I think at some point we must have established how large each of us is as like a person. Mm -hmm. Because I'm picturing this as like, Smallin is a fairly slight human being. <laughs> and so Nehemiah is probably fine with this. But if this is a strong enough breeze, Smallin still might be having a little problem with it. I think Brex would like see that and immediately position themselves in yeah. between you and the wind. Yeah, Brex becomes kind of a windbreak for the three of you, both on their anine as well as just in general. Brex, yeah. oh. what a pal, what a friend. It is nearing evening, kind of at the point where you probably should start looking for a place to camp for the night. And I need everyone to roll me perception level four. Is this the, the first actual roll other than ciphers of the new season? Yes. Oh. Nehemiah is going to spend to drop that down to a three. Good. Uh, that is going to be a... You be kidding me. Natural no. Ow. GM intrusion. No. Ooh. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> I... And my rolls are back for the season. Uh, I will. Oh, good. Oh, my good. Okay, good. And Jory's coming and picking yep. up the slack. There we Natural go. 20. Yep. And okay. then smaller and right there in the middle with a nine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Literally the entire gamut. Yep. <laughs> if you want to roll real dice, I gave you some. You did. This is true. <laughs> 
see if it works any better. Actually, I want to know in this moment, if you roll a d20 right now, whether it will actually help you or if it's just you. <laughs> All right. I will take this this lovely gold and brown d20 that Zan got me. I will roll and we will see. Target number there was a nine. Yep. I, ro- I did roll a 12. All right. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it's just... Roll 20, be in, be in roll 20. Yep. Specifically roll 20 and chase. And chase, yes. 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 No, I have bad dice chi on roll 20. Everybody else is fine. I have an old account. Clearly, it's just like, what are you still doing on here? <laughs> Get off. We don't need you here anymore. Exactly. We're going to switch over to Foundry. It's it, roll, it, it, roll 20 has been trying to break up with Chase for a long time. <laughs> it just is not getting the memo. Yeah, I, I've, uh, it, it saw me make that D&D Beyond account. And it's like, all right, we're done here. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Look, you can actually run encounters as a DM through it now. It's very helpful. Oh, good. Finally. <laughs> you hear something small, Ren, kind of off to the side, off to the right side of the path. But you don't catch it quite soon enough before... GM intrusion. Nehemiah, you feel a knife in your back. Oh, oh. To my back or in my back? Roll me speed defense level four. Okay. I am not trained in that. That's surprising. Yeah. Intellect defense. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I'm going to spend for that. All right. So level three, roll a nine or better. Okay. I was a failure with an eight. In your back. (laughs) They find the little spot kind of, we'll say, like, right by the part of your shoulder where, like, the armor doesn't quite exactly fit together. And you are going to take three might damage as a dagger is shoved in there. And the lot of you are ambushed. Ah. Jory, with your major effect. Mm -hmm. The ambush still happens via the GM intrusion, but you will get a leg up. What is that? I was literally thinking of a leg up. Um, <laughs> what? I was Explain. thinking. I, I'm close to Nehemiah, so I will throw my feet up from where I was resting and knock any knock the arm. Mm-hmm. First of all, and hopefully knocking whoever this is that's closest to us prone so that we can start in on them. Okay. Heyo! I just remembered I do have armor, so I'm going to go you ahead do. and yes. okay. factor that thing that, 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 always that I always forget I have. Yep. Yes, you do yep. have armor. Once again, similar to the Jaroskart, you will get out of this, mm-hmm. but I would like to know how. The one thing you do notice about this group of bandits, you assume, there are four of them, and they are all dressed in gleaming golden embroidered clothing that seems just as strong as armor. It is fabric, but it is just as strong as Nehemiah's beast skin armor. And gleaming gold, like the finest embroidery you've ever seen. Does this look familiar? Absolutely. I will say that Nehemiah and Smallren and even Jory probably would notice this as golden gleam, which is from the wings of a kaffa moth, which you assume probably heavily populated in this area. They're very dangerous, but if you can kill enough of them and collect the silk from their cocoons and the fiber from their wings, it creates an incredibly strong golden fiber. How do we approach this? This isn't gonna be, like I said, combat rolls. I would just like to know the details of how you work around this. Is this a straight up fight? Is there talking that happens? How do you do this? 
There are three right up near you, and a fourth kind of trying to circle around to get onto the other side of Rex. Smallrun's going to vanish, and she's going to head straight for the one that is trying to get the drop on Brax. Sure. It is easy enough for you to get up to him. Do you completely dispatch of this person? Yeah. Okay. You kill them. <laughs> Knife to the throat or the back or just slice them up? She doesn't want to deal with what she knows is incredibly strong armor, so instead she just, like, pulls a length of cord out of her belt and grabs him. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you two? Yeah, they stabbed me first. Nehemiah's not no, normally a noted talker. <laughs> yeah. Not in a real chitter-chattery mood right in this moment. That makes so, sense. Uh, he is going to take his sword spear and uh, actually first, like, elbow the guy that is on him in the chest, then immediate sword spear to the face to knock him off, mm-hmm. and that, well, that's the butt to the, to the face, and then the spear to the gut, just, yeah. no, we're not. Completely dispatched. Yep. You got it. Jory. I will phase and pop myself already kind of running right in front of one, and I will collapse into the ground. I will have their legs pinned, and I will have my staff against the neck. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just terrible, terrible sneaking. You're wearing gold. <laughs> That's the flashiest thing. What's the big idea? <laughs> Did somebody send you? Who are you? You turn and Brex has already taken care of the fourth one. You all take a breath and look at the one that Jory has on the ground pinned down. What does he say? <laughs> we're just, we're, you know the dangers of walking this path. Come on. You're the dangers of walking yes, this path. Yes, you are the dangers of walking this path. You are correct. Hey, correction. You were the danger of walking this path. Oh, look at that. And I will do an elbow to the side of the head. Hopefully not them, but we'll see if that stays. <laughs> you and my companions. You knock him out. Do you leave him? I'm going to tie him up first, but I will uh, assume. And we're, we're, we're taking the coats. Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> we're taking we're taking all of this with us. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Smallrin, after Jory has knocked out the last one, goes through every single one of their pockets for sure. All told, you guys find about thirty shins. Okay, so you can split that up as you see. I was going to say I need to start actually keeping track of shins now that we're going to a place where we might. That's, oh, me. that's true. It's been a bit. Um, my question is, do we take their armor, given that there's three of them that are deceased? Yeah, you can. We're taking it off the live guy, too. Like, uh, yeah, he, small room, you don't get to stab someone in the back and no. keep your clothes. Basically, yeah, that's how math works. Smallrin strips this guy down to his underwear, ties him up, and throws him face down into the bushes. Like, <laughs> Enjoy your brambles. You said there were 30 shins? Yes. Okay, uh, each of us take 10. Sure. Cool. Can we don this armor? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do not... So we just find basically the shins and the armor. Were they carrying any significant weaponry? Anything special? Knives, swords, staves, nothing out of the ordinary, pretty common stuff. And oddly enough, no ciphers. Hmm. Question. Mm -hmm. How many knives (laughs) smaller than carry? You can carry as many knives as you want. Awesome. <laughs> Within reason, I please do that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like. I will say under twenty is a reasonable number of knives for Smallrin. Cool. I how many? Say. How many do they have? With them? total between everyone, four. Awesome. With the dagger she's already got, she's now up to five. 
And so it begins. You're this like is a my walking favorite. truck stop. I this get. is my favorite game to play with stabby and or smashy characters is just how many weapons. I like having an arsenal. Right. <laughs> you want to have the scene where you walk into the place where you're not allowed to have weapons and then you have to empty out all your weapons and then somebody says, no, I meant all of them. And then you roll your eyes and put like five more out on the table. Yeah, exactly. and just, the scene just keeps going and going. Exactly. And going. I also have ranged combat knowledge enhancement now. So if Smallrin has an endless supply of throwing knives, just You know, I'm really glad that it's taken until the second season <laughs> for y'all to power game this. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the road. It's necessity. You know? I was going to say, this feels like we're headed for big stuff. That's true. There's scary people on the other side of that range. What's the uh, armor of the... Yeah, so it is... If it's the same as the beast skin, it is plus two. Yes, it is plus okay. two armor, and it is considered light rather than medium. Mm. Good. Excellent. So yeah, Smorin isn't going to wear it fully. Basically, she's going to take one of the shirts and like put it under her other clothes because she doesn't want... Like a yeah. like a Kevlar vest? She's, she's exactly, yeah. She's putting on her bulletproof vest. Jory was thinking the exact same. She's got very, uh, very the, slowly... The, the mithril. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yep. What's, what's this called again? <laughs> I, 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 look, I'm doing it for the listener, Green. <laughs> you just call it Kaffa armor, C-A-F-F-A, or Golden Gleam armor if you want to call it that too. So maybe we'll listen to our arms time. At this point, the mountains have risen up in front of you as you continue to get closer to them, and you are right in the foothills and about to enter into Siren's Pass. This, like all the passes through the mountains, is absolutely the fastest way to get through, but it is also still incredibly dangerous because of the narrow walkway and the time of year at this point. It can be a treacherous trip to make. It will be somewhere between 10 and 12 days for you to get through this area. Just over a week. About three days in, you have made camp, and you all wake up in the middle of the night to a strange smell. Some sort of noxious gas. Not to the point of like it being choking or filling your nostrils and, and making it so that you are coughing, but strong enough that it wakes you up and definitely noticeable. Not particularly pleasant either. And I need everyone to make a level four might defense. Ooh. Mm. The natural 20 for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm going to spend for a point of effort. That is a success with a 15. And I have failed three. Okay. Anyone who passes, you feel like you have inhaled something that isn't pleasant, but that is about it. Jory, though, you feel this just kind of like needling into the back of your mind and suddenly you see physical violence as the only solution to every problem you have oh mm. you have entered a blood rage essentially and nehemiah for your major success do you have an idea because if not i do i do have an idea it almost gets me Mm -hmm. That I think that's what it is. I think Nehemiah starts to slip into it, and maybe this is something he encountered before, or maybe it's just like he starts to feel that rage setting in, and then he fully snaps out of it and realizes, oh no, I've got to check with everybody. How are we looking? How are we looking? And maybe he notices Jory's already slipped into something. You notice Jory not quite the same way that she normally approaches things. And you also notice Brex's helm completely black. 
Oh, that is more of a problem. No, yes. boy, no. Yeah. I'm going to start punching my pillow. I just want to sleep. It's so hard to just sleep. Nehemiah, I will also give you with that major success, as you are checking on your travel companions, you also hear a noise coming up near you. Creatures also affected by this gas. I will say you see two flying elchin. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Oh, they're almost cute. I know. Almost cute. Real cute. They are like real toothy toads with these scaly protrusions coming off the back of their head, almost like spiky hair, Mm -hmm. except for the fact that these come up to a human's waist, if not higher. So they're relatively large. Do they fly? They don't. Okay. Oddly enough, they don't fly. They can just jump for such a long distance. It seems like they do. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And you see them making these large leaps towards you. Mm -hmm. And you also hear, but don't immediately see the call a howl of a large dog of some sort. And as it comes into view from around the corner of one of the rocks of the pass, you see an ergivore hound. Oh, no. That thing has three spindly tongues. Dude, not like that. Describing Mm -hmm. that as a dog is technically correct, (laughs) but I feel like it's coming at a great cost. It is is a giant green dog with a spiked tail and three purple barbed tongues. Mm -hmm. Here's my question. Are there trees nearby? Because Smallrin... Smallrin wants to be up A, above the gas, B, out of the way of what she's assuming will be all of these things just fighting each other. So you are essentially in a mountain pass that is, it's again, relatively narrow, not so narrow that's like one person at a time. But you could probably climb up the side of like one of the little cliff edges if you want to. There are plenty of rocky outcroppings in the area that you could probably climb up on. Her first instinct is going to go up. Okay. At least a little ways, kind of to like head height, essentially. Sure. And then to turn back around and offer a hand to Jory and or Nehemiah, who's ever is closest. I actually think Nehemiah can solve this. Okay. Okay. These are creatures which are not reasonable at the best of times. So violence might actually be the answer here. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah is going to run up on them and activate his thunder vocalizer. Okay. Nice. And he's going to yell them to death. <laughs> All right. So I will say that the flying elchin are coming from one side. We'll say from the, like in front of you. And the ergivore hound has come up from behind you from where you had just come. Okay. Which way would you like to scream? There are more elchin and those are smaller. I think that the vocalizer can take out the ads first. Okay. Because it just says, this device turns the user's words into powerful weapons. Mm-hmm. When activated, the user speaks and the device throws sound to a spot within a short range. A thunderous boom erupts from that spot and inflicts four points of ambient damage to everything within immediate distance. Yeah. I think I don't have to roll anything. That's just four damage. That is correct. You deal four damage to each of the flying elchin. Mm-hmm. And they are still proceeding? Yes. Oh, I'll be honest, I thought that was going to go a lot cooler for me. (laughs) That one cool. It was pretty cool. I just thought they were all going to like pop. They might eventually. Okay. They very well might. A lot of pressure build up there. They kind of extend. Let's uh, roll for initiative. I'll have Nehemiah have that first one with that 20, and then we will initiatize. Hi. 12. 13. Honestly, this is the best possible scenario for being in a situation where Brex is choosing violence, is to give Brex things other than us to fight. Mm-hmm. Right. So I really 
would not want to have to try and fight Brex. I think mm-hmm. you would murder us all. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah and Spalwin, you can go first. Okay. I think Nehemiah would honestly just go ahead and use the vocalizer again. Sure. Since they haven't gone and they haven't moved. Yeah, we'll go ahead and double tap him. And then he is going to pull back to immediately under Smallrin's tree. So do I know what exactly what this gas is? You know that there are sometimes gases like this that will evoke certain strong feelings in various ruins. Your guess is that there is a vent somewhere nearby that is emitting this from something deep underground. Oh, that's so like I know how to cool. cure it. You know that it will eventually wear off within the hour. Okay, cool. If you want to find a way to cure it quicker, we can figure that out, but it will just wear off on its own. Gotcha. I will impart this knowledge into small wren as I have my back to the tree, so... Uh, not, a, not a tree, but like a stone... Oh, I was up on like yeah, an hour, right. cropping yes. you're good. way up you're the good. wall. Up against that stone wall so I can't be taken from behind. Perfect. Right, small wren. So what I'm hearing is we need to turn Brex on these creatures and not on us? In the short term, yes. In the long term, we need to go on a real brisk nighttime walk. <laughs> Brex, do you think you could deal with that dog? And you, before you even say it, Brex has turned and has started just like beelining for the herbivore hound. Excellent. In that case, see, um, Smallrin knows better than to turn Jory on anybody in this state <laughs> because Jory is not the murder machine that Brex is. I'm just going to bite. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Uh, Smallrin, so Smallrin originally had been like stretching out her hand to give Jory like a leg up because Smallrin is just more nimble in general. Mm -hmm. She's going to retract that hand and instead begin taunting Jory. (laughs) Jory, would you please climb up the wall? Honestly, get out of the way. What? Why? I need you to get up here. Hurry. And then Smallrin turns and stops paying attention to her. What do you think I am? What? No! 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 I don't think so. I'm going to turn around and run at something. Oh, Are you running at the house? I was trying to give you a problem with me so you'd try to get to me. Oh. Opposite. Now I've got to prove myself Are to you. you. Are you running with Brex towards the Ergivore Hound or towards the two flying Elchin that Nehemiah is standing off with? Toward the Hound, I think. Okay. It looks the bi- biggest. It does look the biggest. Uh, go ahead and what are you rolling? What are you doing? You had, a, you had a your fight roll. <laughs> you just want to bite it? I don't know. I was, I mean, kind of. things, but good at knowing how people are going to react emotionally. I think, I think that impulse is there. You know what? Uh, suddenly in her head, she's thinking about that time when we were underground and, and she was wanting to phase under something and poke its belly. Yeah. And she's going to try it again. Like, you think I can't do anything? You think I need to hide from this? Are you kidding me? No, 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 we're going to make this work this time. We're going to make this work this time and phase as I slide underneath and, and unphase Jabby. Let's see how that goes. Should I just roll up? Yeah, it's going to be a level four might. Might. Level four. Success with a 13. Amazing. Yes. And a medium weapon you have, it deals four, four. damage. Perfect. Yes. You slide underneath and jab up into the belly of this hound dealing four damage and it howls in pain and then fully turns its attention towards you as it kind of like backs up for a second and you remember even in your rage that herbivore hounds do not hunger for flesh they hunger for energy 
I'm being very energetic right now. <laughs> no, from like a, ener energy feels like like yeah. magnetism and electricity. Yeah. And like... What could potentially be powering Rex? Uh, okay, all right. I tried to clear my head enough to think what to do with that. But I'm lying flat on the ground. With yep. Weighted up at a 90 degree angle. And Brex bowls into the hound from the side, dealing quite a bit of damage. I was imagine. Oh. Right. Well, that didn't work how I thought it was going to. Um, if you want to make sure that Jory doesn't die, I will try to deal with the toad things. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yep. The toad things. <laughs> yep. I love when you guys create names for things. That are like, here's the name of this. It's like, no, we're going to call it this now. We call it the toad thing. Yeah. I don't know if Smallrin recognizes these. You know. The teeth on a flying elchin are made for rending flesh. And they make two more long jumps. One towards Nehemiah and the other is trying to get up at Smallrin. And it can get up that high, actually. Uh, both of these are going to attack you. That will be a speed defense level five. Ooh, failure with an 11. Okay. Ooh. Success Ooh. with a 19. All right. Minor, Minor effector effect. plus three damage. Smallrin, you take five light damage as these teeth just sink into your leg. Remember, you have armor now. Yes. Nima, <laughs> you are able to push away these biting creatures away with your sword staff for a moment. What would you like for your minor effect? Um, You know, can I just like pop three damage onto it? Yeah, I'll allow it. As I, you know, am kind of doing a, a parry repost. For sure. Honestly, in like other circumstances, these things would be cute as a button. <laughs> Let's stuff them. <laughs> uh, Nehemiah, I'll give you with the flying elchin. These are normally not scavengers. They like fresh kills, but they don't like getting involved in combat typically. Sure. They're skittish. So the fact that they are attacking right now is very clearly an effect of this gas. Yeah. Jory, the hound has backed up a little bit as you had come up beneath it and stabbed and one of its tongues lashes out and tries to wrap around your spear are you still out of phase yes i i don't think i would have had a chance to yep right and so it goes right through you and cannot touch you oh wait if you're out of phase yes okay can i chab it Yes, because your probably staff is trans-dimensional and is right. able to attack while you are out of phase. Okay. But if, if it is trying to get it while you are using it like that, it is not going to be able to. So the tongue literally goes right through you and then kind of like ricochets back like into its mouth like a rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> Impenetrable. Actually, the opposite. <laughs> Exclusively <laughs> penetrable. <laughs> Nothing but penetrable. <laughs> gonna leave that one there because it's yes, a are. This is That's the home's turn. Back to Smaller and Nehemiah. Cool. So this thing has currently got its teeth in Smallrin's leg. Yar. Beautiful. Then she is going to whip the spear off her back and just jab down into it and try to make it a skewer. Yep. Might level five. <laughs> Success with a 15. All right. So that's four points of damage and I would like it to be skewered. You do skewer it, but it is still writhing and screaming. So you can keep it away from biting you at this point. Do you have a spear through it? But it is still living, technically. That's fine. No, I, I know exactly what I'm going to do with this thing. Cool. <laughs> Nehemiah. I cannot find the damage for my sword spear. Six. Six, thank you. 
It's a heavy weapon. Mm. That's fine. I'm going to go ahead and just roll. That's a might roll, right? Might five. Okay. That is a failure with an 11. You are distracted by something. What is it you're distracted by? I think it was the cry of impenetrable. (laughs) (laughs) And I just like, because it's also like a smaller target than he's used to hitting. So it just like, just wedged off to the side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you miss and you try to regain your footing and your bearings before Mm -hmm. bracing yourself for what is coming next. Jory. Uh, still underneath, I'm probably going to have kind of unfazed. Okay. So I'm live, real. And so I will bring from the pokey position, I will bring my stuff down and then horizontal and then pull up to try to get it behind the legs a bit. Okay. Which will no doubt, if it works, collapse it on top of me. So I'm not thinking that far ahead. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm going to make this a speed roll. Okay. Level four. Fail with a two. You instead get stepped on by the dog. Doesn't deal any damage, but you get a big old paw on you. (laughs) Then you are pinned to the ground for the moment. Oh, gets you, yes. (laughs) And Brex once again brings their massive ball down onto the hound. Onto the hound who is standing on Jory. Yes, without much thought for the fact that Jory's underneath of it, quite honestly. (laughs) The Elchin against Nehemiah. Go ahead and roll a speed level five. 18. (laughs) All right. Okay. You are easily able to step aside from that bite. Mm -hmm. Smallren, I am going to have you also roll a speed level four to try and keep the Elchin away from you as it is flailing on the end of your spear. I am going to spend a point of effort for that because I got plans for this guy. Elchin plans. Elchin plans. Uh, failure with a seven. Gosh, but darn it. I'd like to use step in front. Absolutely. I'll take the hit. Okay. What does this look like? So I've got my back to the wall mm-hmm. and I see there is this one that keeps like skittering up the side. That's the one that got on her. And so failing the stab on the one in front of it, he takes the butt of the spear and like wedges it in its mouth and kind of tosses it to the ground but it would still come at him. Yeah, you toss it on the ground, so it's no longer against smaller, but it will kind of scratch you as it's being kind of tossed to the side. And you will take five points of might damage. Okay, with my armor and uh, the plus two armor I get from step in front, that is reduced to one. Amazing, that's so good. (laughs) I love it. The hound is going to try to attack Brex, and it does, and kind of like takes actually two, the the one tongue that did not rubber band back into its mouth, the other two wraps around either side of Brex's arms and like holds it there and starts drawing it in closer. And you see some sort of energy, whether it's electricity or something else kind of flowing from Brex into the hound away from your friend. Well, that doesn't sound good. All right. It's more of a name, Maya. I'm going to try and stab it again. <laughs> Stippity stab. Stippity stab. All right. I will spend to drop that down a bit. 17. Very <laughs> good. Yeah. So that is six damage, correct? Yeah, six plus one. Plus one. That's a 17. That's so seven right. damage on the one that's been attacking me. And that one is down. Excellent. You pop it like a balloon. <laughs> Just hisses and flies away. Yes. <laughs> All right, small one. There is one still technically on the end of your spear, but 
kind of like. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say I because originally my, what my thought was was while it was up there with me, mm -hmm. I was going to leap off and like lever it. Oh, yeah. Send it flying through the air. But now if it's like dangling off the end, yeah, I basically just shake it off the edge of my spear. We have more pressing matters to attend to. Um, <laughs> how far away are Brex, the Hound, and Jory? I will say a short distance. Cool. Smallrin's going to instead activate her sonic blade, and then she is going to make a leap and try to sever the tongues that are holding Rex. Yes, I love that. I'm going to make this a speed level four. Espionage? <laughs> I'm going to say no. No. <laughs> Can I be incredibly shady with mechanics and say that it's I have not flex skill? and use my flex skill? Um, yeah, that's fine. And I fine. do acrobatics? That's fine. All right. I have allowed that in the past, yes, frankly. Because I'm terrible at doing it when I'm supposed to, which is at daybreak. Awesome. And you know what? We're going to spend a couple saucy little points for a point of effort. <laughs> saucy. <laughs> saucy. All right. Success with a 13. Absolutely. You slice through both of the tongues. And so. Superhero landing. <laughs> yep. Three point landing. The hound screams with pain and recoils as they the tongues flop to the ground still attach to Brex's arms but not to the hound any longer <laughs> Jory <laughs> it is I will say having its tongue sliced it is not standing on top of you anymore it has like moved aside okay and tried to regain footing so it's not on top of you any longer but okay. you're still on the ground okay I will get up can I still yeah yeah okay Seeing its mouth is bloody, I'm going to lean into that, I think. And um, I think I'm just going to go punch it. <laughs> Might level four. Okay. Me. Even if I had a, a, just trained in something, I wouldn't use it. Fail with it too. Again. <laughs> you, um, you try to punch it. What happens instead? I like to think that it, it rise in pain just as I'm about to make contact. And instead of punching i'm punching so hard uh, my arm just keeps going and i fall off balance and i fall down <laughs> back again and you are once again on the ground <laughs> rex will pick their maul back up and do another smash against the hound it is now at this point barely standing but standing nonetheless and the elgin that is still on Smallrin. It tries to attack you. Uh, speed defense level five against, I will say, a claw at this point. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> and you will take another five points of might damage as it, like, scratches at your other leg. I would like to use my late inspiration to try and reroll re that defense. Yeah. yeah, sure. Success with a 16. It nearly gets you. And you step one way and go, no. I need to go the other way and quickly step to yep. the left instead of the right. And now it is. Now it's our turn. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered that was a thing and my intellect pool was full, so. Yeah, unlike the others, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, no, my other pools are dismal right now. <laughs> I'm going to try and Sonic Blade this little guy. Mm -hmm. Is that a four or a five? Five. Five. For the option who jumped at you. Uh, failure with an 11. Right. Alas. Alas. You are not a Borg. <laughs> You are not able to get at it. Uh, you just miscalculate its speed ever so slightly, and it is past you before you can land a blow. Nehemiah, Elchin uh, or Hound? Um, 
I will keep on this Elchin because Perfect. my dear friend Smallren is not doing the best in this <laughs> moment. And um, maybe some uh, additional attention other ways may help. Sure. So a quick lay of the land. We have the Hound and Jory and Brex right by that and Smallren nearby because she had cut the tongues. And the Elchin then had made a leap from where the two of you originally were mm -hmm. over to Smallren to attack her. So it is a little ways away. So you can make the distance. You don't have to, it's nothing. Gotcha. It's, it's still within a short distance, but you do have to run up to it to get to okay, it. Okay, that's right. So I'm going to go ahead and just try and stab it. Okay. And roll. 19. <laughs> All right. The, the roll 20 giveth and the roll 20 taketh away. That's doing a lot of juice. So that is, that is a total of nine damage. Correct. Amazing. Wow. It had like two hit points left. <laughs> oh, say it explodes. Somewhere <laughs> in the wilderness, you can hear overkill. <laughs> its ghost explodes as well. Fin um, you you just slice it to, to ribbons. Yep. To shreds, you say. To shreds. <laughs> Rin has that sign up in her office. I do on the on the on, shred bin. On the shred bin. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> So, I'm not surprised. So Why am I not surprised? Cool. Jory. I am on the ground again. You are. <laughs> you are. There are two dead Elchins and a nearly dead Ergivore Hound. Okay. I'm fussed about being on the ground again, and I still see it bleeding from the mouth, so yep. if I'm close enough to it, I'm just going to try to spring my feet up to it like I did that... Uh, yeah. Kick it in the jaw. Do a kip up kick. Uh, yep. And again, going to make that speed if you have any that's kind fun. of acrobatics or, or I, you like. I really don't. That's perfect. <laughs> Fine. Level four. Okay. Level four. Untrained. Whoop, whoop. Fail with a two again. <laughs> you only get like a couple inches off the ground that's all flat on your back again. <laughs> in the spot. I... I... I don't, Smallrin is going to say it, Bridget is less willing to say it, but also, could Smallrin perhaps have been right about trying to take you out of combat situations? <laughs> she doesn't know how to be angry. She's not an angry person, so it's kind of... <laughs> uh, Brex drops their maul and takes the two or three steps towards the hound, grabs it by the head, and just breaks its neck. Oh. And it falls to the ground and they are all dispatched. Mm -hmm. But now Brex, helmet still black, turns to the rest of you. Mm -hmm. Still recognizes you as friend, so is not like ready to attack. But the moment there is any kind of friction or obstacle in uh -huh. front of them, there will be violence. Right. <laughs> and Jory, you feel similarly. You are glad that these things are taken care of, but even the slightest inconvenience deserves violence. That's true. By that token, I'm I'm gonna keep punching and, and kicking this hound trying to Yeah, you're you're just going to going to town and I'm kicking its corpse. I'm especially angry that it, it got I did so poorly <laughs> trying to make contact with it. Yep. How y'all feel about moving ahead a little bit tonight? Since we're up and got the blood going. <laughs> Monster trying to sleep. I think perhaps we would sleep better elsewhere, yes. Mm -hmm. Alright. Let's roll out. So you gather your needs, you pack up the camp, and you start moving farther into the pass in order to find a place that is A, less gaseous like this, <laughs> and B, just to wait out the time. Mm -hmm. Smallring kind of exchanges a look with Nehemiah and then suggests that perhaps Brex and Jory should be the, uh, the front of the party. The vanguard. vanguard. Yeah. <laughs> Brex immediately takes that opportunity to start riding out in front. Jory, do you join? I do. 
Okay. I see like Nehemiah and Smaller will both keep a pretty close eye on them and on the time, just kind of like estimating like, okay, it's been maybe long enough and eventually it does start to fade. And Smaller and Hesser Ogren Orb pay particular attention to Brex's visor. Yes. And basically just like anytime there's any shift in the color. Mm Mm-hmm. Does the Ogren orb allow you to like see through things? No. Okay. No. Oh, but okay. it's just it's just like super perceptive. Okay. Can pick up details that you might miss while just casually looking at things. Gotcha. It doesn't have X-ray vision or infrared or anything. Okay. So yeah, she rides like kind of off to the side so she can see like mm-hmm. this back side part gotcha. of Brex's face. And just over an hour away the visor starts to fade to a light blue and to a purple. And Jory, you start feeling significantly calmer. You're still annoyed, maybe, that you were woken up and that that was the situation you were put in, but violence isn't the answer any longer. Well, that really didn't help anything at all, did it? My foot hurts. Well, the kicking at the end, not necessarily, but they were trying to eat us, so, you know. You're not wrong. Violence sometimes is the answer. I suppose there was a talking to those things. No. Elchin, as far as I know, are not notably um, uh, loquacious. Nor swayed by reason. Terrible with puns. <laughs> <laughs> awful. Absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. You do eventually find a place where you can camp down for the night, and you do so without any other problems. Thankfully. <laughs> Hello. Smorin is already going to use her rejuvenator. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode 77 of Imprinted Echoes. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. On our website, you can find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Savani, Two Nerds in a Pod, and Ice Deer Brewing for their support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. Of course, you can find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thank you once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then... May your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.